Welcome to the LIBF Financial Education Team Podcast. In each episode, we will discuss the key topics that impact on financial education, and whenever possible, include guests so we can get their thoughts and ideas too. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Freddie. How are you doing? Yes, Scott. Very well, mate. How are you? I'm very good, too. Thank you very much. Thanks for giving up some time today to have a chat about all things HE, LIBF. Uh, it's much appreciated. I, I know how busy you are. Is it busy at the moment? <laughs> Lots of things going on? Uh, yes, very busy at the moment. Um, in terms of our recruitment side of things, obviously, it's very different at the moment. Um, a lot of it's looking to prepare for face-to-face when we can do so. Um, a lot of virtual stuff as well. Um, our application numbers for this coming year are looking really positive. Um, obviously, most applications are in at the moment, so it's just waiting for the students to make their decision. So crossing all our fingers and our toes that we get some good, good choices yeah. Um, yeah. and we can see some high enrolment in September. Brilliant. Well, look, before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of what we're going to talk about on this episode, um, it'd be great to know a bit more about yourself and what the role is you do at LIBF. Yeah, of course. No worries. So my role at the moment is the recruitment and admissions manager for HE. So I started that role in February 2020. Um, so um, before that, I was working at LIBF, but I was working in the HE programs team as a student support officer. So in that student support officer role, I was supporting our current students throughout their time at LIBF to make sure they were as comfortable as possible, having the best chance of getting the best experience, best degree possible at LIBF. Um, but predominantly what I was doing at that time as well was focusing on recruitment, um, working within the schools, doing quite a lot of school engagement to make sure our recruitment numbers were up. Um, and then from 2020, the position of recruitment, man- recruitment and admissions manager came up. Um, so I went into that. Once again, focusing on recruitment for our undergraduate programs um, and recently our postgraduate qualifications as well. And then obviously the admission side of things. So looking at applications to come into the university too. So very busy, uh, very busy at the moment. Um, but that's obviously a good thing because we've got a lot of events going on, a lot of numbers coming through as well. Well, I know you love the role and you're doing a cracking job doing it. So, so well done for everything. Like most people in the organisation, everyone has a passion for financial education. I just wondered in, in your circumstance, because I know you do too, where does your passion come from with regards to financial education, but also particularly with regards to it in the HE space? Yeah, exactly. So to be honest with you, when I first joined LIBF, I didn't have the passion for financial education. I had the passion for education. Um, so I studied at Nottingham Trent University. I did sport, leisure and education development. So I had the education element there. I then went on to work for a football club in their charitable trust, um, in their sport and education trust. So once again, continuing the education side of things. My passion at that time was really not only for education, but for being in an institution and an environment that really put the students first um, and really focused on facilitating and supporting the students as best as possible to make sure they're the best experience possible and to get those best grades possible as well. Um, so then when I decided actually I wanted to go into HE away from the sport education trust side of things, I was really looking at a university that really put the student first. Um, and at that time when I applied for LIBF, and they were joined second for um, satisfaction from students within the grade. So I was obviously looking at a university there that really valued what the students wanted and put those students first. So my passion for education was always there. Um, but then as soon as I joined LIBF, I realized the reason that my passion wasn't necessarily there for financial education is because when I was younger at school, there wasn't really much financial education for us. There wasn't really too many courses, too many qualifications around for us to actually be financially independent. And I think that was the issue. And that 
lack of passion really gave me the passion to actually you know what there's students coming through now who really need to actually get that better understanding to make sure they're financially independent open up bank accounts student loans so they're good to go to university a mortgage and all those things that I actually just learned when I became an adult really were important for sort of students to actually get at a younger age as well moving forward so that's where the financial side of things came in um, in terms of that passion but yeah the passion for education has always been there from when I went on to university really have you found that it's improved your own personal finance kind of, uh, <laughs> judgments or is it not um, I'd, I'd like to think so I like to think so. I'm not sure if my, part, I don't know if my partner would agree with me um, but yeah I mean I, I've just bought a house um, so I've just moved out of London and to be honest moving out of London's made it a little bit easier for myself to be financially independent yeah. I've got a bit more money to actually um, to live on yeah. but yeah I, I think I, I would like to think it's sort of um, you speak to so many amazing people I think like even when I'm when we were in the office going to lunch we microwave my food talking to the the um professors at the university have got 15 20 years experience of working within education give me pointers about what should my pension and i'm surrounded by so many individuals and experts within the field it sort of um gives me a, a lot more interest and a lot more passion to it as well as a company what we, we cover a broad spectrum of, of areas i'm closer really to the schools and college and community space and i know we, we work a bit collaborative with some of that stuff but obviously you're very much to do with the he side of things could you tell that listeners a bit about he what our offering is what that looks like for, for students yeah of course so um as an institution as you know we're um we're not new <laughs> we've been around for about 141 years but in terms of the education side of things, you know, we, we started our degrees in 2011. So in the HE space, we are relatively new. Um, so we have, we got our taught degree award and powers in 2010 and then launched our first time degree in 2011. We've only got two degree programs. So very different universities where they've got hundreds and thousands of different courses focused on loads of different areas. We've got one course called banking and finance and another one called finance, investment and risk. Both those two courses, you can split into either a three-year course or a four-year course, and you have that year in industry to get some experience. Um, so like I say, yeah, as an institution, so much history, so much heritage, which really supports our students in networking events, which I'll touch on a little bit later on in the conversation. Um, but in terms of the university stuff, it is relatively new. Uh, in terms of our numbers as well, which I think is a really important thing to point out, we're not a massive university. Um, but we're not looking to be a massive university. You know, what we want to do is have quite a small cohort here so we can continue the support. We can continue that personal relationship we have with the students and really make it as impactful as possible for the students who do enroll with us. And you mentioned at the beginning about um, kind of like the rankings that universities get at the end of academic years. How, how are we currently faring in that situation? So yeah, good. Once again, um, I think obviously last year's for the, satisfaction survey was quite difficult because it was right you do the satisfaction survey in april um so obviously right bang in the middle of covid um but yeah we, we we scored successful it wasn't quite up there with second in the country um but still still relatively positive in terms of our careers and employability team which is a big thing that we really focus on um that's fantastic we've got 100 percent of our students are either going on to full-time um, employment or further education within 15 months of finishing the course so that's about a third in the uk for our full-time employment so what we do for our students in terms of making them employable um, is really up there for the best in the country. Okay. And when we get the students on our courses, what kind of things would they be studying? What would they be learning as part of their degrees? Yeah. So in our first year for both those two courses that I touched on, um, it's something called a common year one. The idea of that is, you know, you have a lot of students who you know they want to do banking and finance, but they're not 
necessarily sure which area they want to go into. So we have that common year one really as a foundation to sort of allow them to really see what they want to do within banking and finance so then they can specialise in their year two and year three. So that common year one, you'll have things like principles of finance, uh, intros to banking, um, intros to financial management accounting, uh, foundation of economics. Um, we've also got a module actually, which is a little bit different, called personal development and employability. So that steps away from the main theory of banking and finance and that really focuses on the individual. Um, I think a lot of the time people forget that the reason they go to university as well as learning, getting some great experience, is really developing you as an individual, getting that personal development, making sure you're as employable as possible for when you do go to the world of work. And that module is really sort of set out in year one to give the students the best chance of becoming as employable as possible throughout their time with us. The reason that's so important for us is because our students will get the chance to network and interact with so many professionals throughout their time with us that you don't want to say, oh, we've got a networking opportunity. Um, you can go and meet loads of professionals and network with them. As a student who's just going through university, you're probably thinking, well, how the hell do I network? I've never networked. I've never had that conversation with professional people. So having that in year one really gives them the experience and more importantly, the confidence to when they go to these networking events, they're really prepared to do that. Year two and year three, obviously, they differ a little bit. Um, obviously, the finance, investment and risk side is um, a little bit more geared towards sort of investment banking, uh, asset management, wealth and asset management brokerage roles. And then the banking and finance course is a bit more focused on the strategic management roles, risk management, uh, commercial and corporate banking. So they differ a little bit in year two and year three. Um, we have some option modules as well. So the option module that I'll probably say is the most popular is fintech, so not financial technology. You know, it's a massive part of the uh, industry at the moment. It's a really exciting part of the industry as well, because for students potentially in year 12 and 13 who are thinking to enroll with us to do fintech, what you'd be learning might not even be around right now. You know, it's always chopping and changing. It's always going to be different. Um, so making sure that our fintech module as is relevant as possible as well, which is really good. We've also got a professional qualification. Um, it's part of our degrees as well. Um, so obviously as LIBF, we have our own professional qualifications and we deliver our own professional qualifications as well. And we've introduced that into one of our um, option modules. So it's the certificate in relationship management. So you'd finish your degree. Um, you'd also finish with a professional qualification in relationship management as well, if you decided to do that as one of your option modules. So there's a wide variety of things that we do. Um, and like I say, it is geared towards those different roles if you know what you want to do. The important thing to know is if you want to do investment banking, you do the banking and finance course, that's still fine. It's still transferable skills that you can learn and progress to get a role within that side of banking and finance. Um, but if you know what you want to do, you know, it opens your sort of mind up in year one for what, uh, what avenue you want, you want to go down into after. How much of the content of the programs is driven by industry itself? And therefore, how relatable is the achievement into getting employment afterwards in the world of financial services? Yeah, so I think touching back on our academics, you know, our academics have all worked within banking and finance themselves, you know, they haven't just trained as academics, they've been there, they've done it, they've got all the experiences of working within banking and finance. Um, so not only are they professionals, but they've got loads of connections and loads of links of people who are still working within the sector. So the conversational piece that are um, Academics are having with people who still work within banking and finance. You know, we've got our academic board who are always looking at our content to make sure it's as relevant as possible. So when the students are learning with us, um, they're about to go into the world of work and they're learning about relevant things, which I think 
it's quite obvious from the fintech module, you know, it's not a common module that you'd find within banking and finance universities. Um, and that's because fintech is sort of taking over everything within, within finance um, and technology is taking over everything <laughs> everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I think obviously within, within those connections, with their academics, but also more importantly, you know, we're not just a university, we're a professional body. We deliver professional qualifications to individuals all the time. So we've got so many expertise and people who work, within the institution in, in general who can sort of feed into those content that we're delivering to our students. And how does it look then? If I'm one of your students in your degree programs, what would my a typical week look like? And I do understand currently we've not been in typical <laughs> times, but if we can park that for a minute and just say like, in, in an ideal world, what might, what might my week or a month look like? Yeah. So um, obviously prior to obviously the COVID situation we were doing face-to-face learning um so we've got a campus in the city of london in lovett lane which is right next to uh, monument and bank station so we use that campus predominantly for our lectures and our seminars um we've also got a set of offices just over the road um with loads of meeting space which we are also delivering bigger lectures in as well so you've got those two sort of campuses which you can go um about 30 seconds in between the two so you'd come onto campus um, normally it's around nine to 12 hours a week of lectures and seminars that you would do. We try and make it that you'd have at least one day fully off. So you don't have to come in for an hour session, let's say, and then go home. You know, a lot of our students do commute in. So we appreciate the fact that, you know, you don't want to come in um, for an hour session. A little bit different to those big universities, those campus universities where a lot of students are living on campus. It's quite easy for them to go in for an hour session then to go back onto campus because quite a lot of our students do commute in, we put them first when we're sort of creating that timetable that you know what, you know, don't come in for a, for a nine o'clock lecture just to go home at 10 o'clock. Um, so yeah, you'd normally be in about three or four days a week for your lectures and your seminars. In terms of obviously the virtual world at the moment and moving forward, you know, we really think face-to-face is the best way for our students to sort of learn and get the best sort of experience possible. But there will be online um, recordings that you can go back to listen to from lectures and seminars um, and some online assessment as well. Okay, so a bit more of a maybe blended approach moving forward, but still valuing the face-to-face aspect of it all. Yes, yeah, of course. And you, you mentioned we, um, we're not looking for large numbers. That's not what we do, like large cohorts on each degree program. Numbers are relatively small. It's quite niche. How much of that then becomes like a family atmosphere? Because I've seen the campus and the students and it feels very close and it feels very supportive. I mean, is that a big part? Is that part of the unique selling point of coming to LIBF on our degree programs? And therefore, does it require a particular type of student that, that wants that support, I guess? Yeah, definitely. No, when I'm doing these sort of recruitment events, I'm not going there to say, you know, pick us with the best university for everybody because we're not the best university for everybody. You know, you really need to value the fact and think that's a really big part of your experience at a university that you're going to have that family sort of situation, the personal relationships with all the staff. You know, when we say all the staff, we don't just mean the support team and the academics. Um, our facilities teams, the people on reception who welcome people in, will know every single person's name as well. So you get to know all of our staff within LIBF. You know, it's not just the academics that you get to know. And you know, it's, you go into a big university where you know you're one of 300 people in a lecture room. You know, I, I can guarantee the lecturers aren't going to know. They might know your name, but they're not going to know your specific needs and how you learn and the best way to get the best sort of conversation out of you. You know, you really get that at university. And I think the best way people learn at university is having those conversations with each other and challenging each other and, you know, everyone getting involved in the conversation instead of the same three or four people where maybe you would get a bigger group. And if you're confident enough, or even if you're not confident enough, very soon you will be because everyone's having those conversations and everyone's talking to each other. 
and it really brings out the best in people, I think, in those sort of lectures and seminar spaces. So I think the students who go to our university, you know, really, really value that, um, that they could sort of be, they're not just another person, you know, they've got their own sort of relationship with all the staff um, and all the students as well, you know, first years into actual third years, third years into actual second years, the whole way through as well, which is quite nice to see. You know, I've missed, missed being on campus to be, to be fair with you. I bet you have, yeah. You, um, you mentioned already a few things that we do to support the students during their time with us. Is there other things that we do to support the students and provide opportunities for them that you've not mentioned yet? Yes, yeah, so I think I, said, I mentioned the careers thing um, a little bit, but I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, because we've got so many relationships as an institution um, with people you work with in banking and finance, be that someone who's done a professional qualification with us, you know, an apprenticeship with us, some of our uh, alumni who are now working within the sector. We offer networking events to all of our students. So, you know, once a month, potentially they'd go to the, go to our campus in London, you go to a prestige lecture, you know, you get some free champagne, some free food, you know, have the chance to actually be feeling like you're a professional, you know, interacting with people who are, you know, in senior roles and the big banks who are there as well. You can have that opportunity to network with them, have those conversations. You know, there's not going to be many 21-year-olds, I said, coming to university straight out of A-levels of college. Not going to be many 21-year-olds who finish university with a long list of contacts of professionals who work within banking and finance. You know, as a student, you normally interact with students and that's it. Whereas at this university, yeah, you interact with students, but you'll be interacting with some senior people who work within the big banks, you know, and that's a fantastic opportunity for them to get those sort of jobs. Um, and obviously not just a networking event, you know, our careers team will do, um, a week, send you weekly job alerts, you know, looking at your, your CV and your cover letters, do mock interviews with you, you know, making sure you're prepared and got the best opportunities possible. But then outside the careers team, you know, we've got a student support team, you've got a part-time counsellor on campus who does virtual and face-to-face sessions with you you know university can be quite stressful um quite daunting for a lot of people you're potentially moving away from home um you potentially be in a school with the same people your whole life and you're meeting new people deadlines looking for jobs you know there's loads of stresses as students um which you might not think about um before you enroll so you know having that support having that counseling support as well for someone just to talk to you know it's really important for the student welfare and if you're in a good space that's the best chance you're going to get for a good qualification and a good experience university as well the university has a feel to it i would describe maybe as professional but also a bit corporate in in a good way is that fair to say and if so is that a conscious thing you've tried to create there to get the students ready for the big wide world of work yeah yeah no definitely it's funny when we say this to students you know we're saying you don't have to wear a suit and tie every single day you come on the campus but some people do because you're potentially leaving campus you're going for a coffee you're going for a drink at the pub and because you're in the city of London, you know, you're surrounded by professionals. You can go to the pub, go to get a coffee, and there's not just going to be students there. There's going to be someone who's just left work, you know, over the road at Santander at Barclays and Nationwide, all these big banks where you're like, actually, I'm going to back myself. I'm going to, you know, go and have a conversation with them, ask them questions. So, you know, you, you're in that environment. And I think as students enjoy being in that environment, you know, that's, that's why our career stats are so um, positive, you know, because they're used to that and they're used to being in that sort of environment. And what do students tend to go on to do after they've completed the degrees? And I, I, you know, it's a kind of a, there's a whole bunch of variety of things they could be doing, but generally speaking, what, what areas might they get into after completing one of the degree programs? Yes. I mean, I touched on it a little bit earlier in terms of the the fact you can go into quite varied roles within banking, depending on what course you do. But, you know, like I said, the finance investment and risk course, it's a lot more geared towards that investment banking, uh, trading, hedge funds and asset management 
um, and that banking and finance is a bit more geared towards risk management roles, retail banking, um, commercial and corporate banking. You know, some of the big, you know, the big five banks people have gone on to work with. We've had some big investment banks as well that people have gone on to work with. Um, you know, I think degrees, obviously, you, you can get those sort of degrees which are really transferable and you could really look at going into a completely different role. Um, but our students really are geared towards banking and finance. And going back to you saying, you know, it's more of a professional environment. People who come to university know that they want to go into banking and finance. So, you know, a lot of our students do go into banking and finance and that's why they've chosen us because they see our links, they see our environment and they're serious about banking and finance. Um, we've had a couple of students who sort of steered away and actually gone into something completely different. Um, hopefully we haven't scared them off by <laughs> being a student here, but the, the vast majority of our students do end up going into those sort of roles where, you know, we focus on that in our modules. And what would the application process look like for a student who wants to get into one of the degree programs? Yeah, so applying on UCAS. So similar to other universities, you know, you, you go on UCAS, um, obviously within schools, you know, they'll be supporting you through that process when you get into year 13 at the start. So yeah, you apply on UCAS um, like normal. Um, you can apply directly to us as well. Um, so for whatever reason, you're not on UCAS and you don't want to apply on UCAS, you can just get in touch with us and you can apply directly to the university so obviously we'd send you some information find out what grades that you've got um yeah predominantly go, go, go on to UCAS we'll be on there and you can put us as one of your choices and because you're not busy enough doing all your wonderful HE stuff we often get you uh helping out us in the FE space so the French education which is the kind of calls uh, schools colleges and community space and you do some wonderful support there would you mind just telling us a bit about the stuff you do to support the schools and colleges and and, and what we do yeah of course so quite a lot to be honest with you um your standard sort of assemblies that we do for all schools, but predominantly a lot of what we do are sort of specific um, presentations to, you know, the schools who have got students in economics, business, then the diploma or the certificate, you know, who, you know, you've got students there who really are geared towards banking and finance and they want to sort of learn out and find out the opportunities for them. We can do some um, workshops around personal statements as well. Um, and I think the important thing there is, you know, we're not coming just purely from an LIBF point of view. We want to talk to all the students, even if they're not potentially looking to go to LIBF or go to university, go to a bank and finance university, but just giving them the understanding from a university point of view, what looks good on personal statements, giving them some useful tips to structure them as well. Come and support different careers fairs. You know, a lot of schools have their own university careers fairs um, or just careers fairs in specific. So come there and sort of talk about different careers within banking and finance and the university offer um, and one of our most popular ones are our visits to campus. Um, so student, uh, schools can book in a visit to come to Lover Lane in London, come and have a look at our campus. You know, we do taste the lectures. Um, we give them the sort of HE offering, give them a bit more information on our degrees. Our career service will talk about different careers within the in institution as well. Um, we have a optional walk and tour. So it's a walk and tour of the city with a professional guide, um, you know, talking about the history of London, talking about the history of the city of London as well. So, Schools can book on to come onto campus to do those events. Um, and obviously I'm happy to go and our team are happy to go to schools up and down the country to talk about our offering as well. Well, you've kindly done a number of those for the schools that I have <laughs> to look after and they always give wonderful feedback for you and the team there, particularly around the taster sessions and the walking tour, things like that. So I know that schools love it. Um, for those listeners that want to find out more about what we do, the, the HE offering, you, the, the other bits and pieces you spoke about, what's the best way to kind of get more information or maybe reach out to you? 
Yeah, so um, first of all, going on to our website. Um, so we've got an undergraduate section um, on our website, which talk about all the upcoming events that we've got. Um, you know, away from the school side of things, we have events like our Summer University. Uh, it's a three-day event. Students can come onto campus. Um, we have taste lectures. We have a session delivered by a company called Amplify Trading. So the students will be a trader for the day. Simulation stocks and monies to work with, which is quite fun. Meet some of our students. Um, they meet professionals who are working in the industry now and get an opportunity to network with them. And, you know, it's not necessarily about our university. It's more about, okay, what does a career look like in banking and finance? Is that something that I might want to do? If it is, okay, is London the place for me? Is university the place for me? It sort of gives them that sort of understanding of, you know, what university is like, what banking and finance is like. Um, so you can have a look at our different events that we've got on the website. Um, our prospectus is on there. We've got a virtual tour of our campus, so you can have a little look to see what the campus is like. Um, but away from our website, um, probably best just to get in touch with us on our email. So it's admissions at libf.ac.uk and also my personal email, which is happy to go out to sort of schools as well if they want some more information from us too. So drop us an email, you know, our admissions team and our outreach team are more than happy to answer any questions, um, not only to teachers, but to students. You know, um, we're happy for our, um, our sort of personal emails to go out to students and if they've got a specific question um, around, I don't know, applying for university or what's accommodation like, you can either talk to our admissions team um, or talk to our current students. You know, we've got a lot of student ambassadors who are more than happy to answer questions to students as well. We'll put all those links and, and information in the show notes so people can have that So that if you want them. Thank you for that. Freddie, you've been excellent. You, you've summarised in a very short space on the, all the work that you do, the wonderful work that you do <laughs> and, and the team there. So thank you for that. We can't let you go, though. We've got one question for you before, you before we let you go. And that is just if there was just one thing you could change about financial education, what might that be? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I think from my side of things, work within HE, you know, it's very different. Well, not very different. It's quite different to the work that you guys do in the schools. When they come onto HE, they're there for a career. They're there because they love it. They're there because they're passionate about working within financial education. Well, not financial education, but working within finance. Whereas the school side of things and what I touched on earlier, the fact that, you know what, there wasn't much around when I was younger. When I was in school, there wasn't too much opportunities to learn about financial education and to make sure us as individuals, as young people, were confident with our finances. So I think what I would change, um, not necessarily change, but to continue at you know, a, a younger age of school to make sure the students are really aware of this side of things, you know, not necessarily aware of what the jobs are in finance, but be aware of how they can be financially independent, how they can be confident within their finances, you know, learning about bank accounts, learning about mortgages, all that sort of stuff, you know, the younger people are, I think is the safer they're going to be in terms of, you know, their financial sort of awareness. So I think not necessarily maybe changing, but just continue the good work that people are doing within schools, you know, and making sure the younger people are sort of getting the opportunities to learn about it. That's a great one, Freddie. We, we say quite often that, you know, what all employers value financial education, because even if it's not a financial services employer as such, they want to know that actually you, you can manage your own finances because that makes you healthier, you know, a better employee, you know, more reliable and things like that. So there's loads of benefits to being good at managing your money, whether you have a career in that or not specifically, it's all useful stuff. So Freddie, you've been absolutely brilliant. Thanks so much for your time. Will you come back on and talk a bit more about Summer University and some of the events you're doing moving forward? Is that okay? Yes, of course, mate. Whenever you need me, let me know. I'm more than happy to come and obviously talk to all the listeners on the podcast. And like I mentioned as well, any schools which are interested in me coming to talk to students or coming to talk to them as well about what we've got going on, more than happy to come and support with that too. Brilliant. Thanks, Freddie. Appreciate your time. No worries, mate. Thanks very much.
Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if so, please remember to leave a review and share. To find out more about the work we do at LIBF and our financial education qualifications, please contact us or visit our website. All details can be found in this episode's show notes. Thank you.